0: Welcome back to Ashur on Dat Tevunot. Today we're going to actually be taking it again from the top. Uh, we had done uh, only about two lines the last time uh, as part of our introduction. So we're going to get it again and go step by step as we move through this safer Dat Tevunot, the Knowing Heart. Amra HaNeshama. The Neshama says, Tavati my desire, my want, is to become settled about a few things that it says regarding them, and you shall set this upon your heart, ki Hashem that hu God, that Hashem is God. This is from the fundamentals of our faith. That every person has to strive after knowledge of them. Every person according to his abilities. Now, as we mentioned briefly last time, and I'm going to emphasize now, there is an idea that there are certain tenets of our faith, 13 in number, which we had talked about last time, which are fundamentals. And those are things that we must have perfect belief in. That means to say, if necessary, even blind faith. Meaning that up to that degree, regardless of what we may personally have feelings about, what we may have uh, developed some sort of of thoughts that lead us in another direction, we have to always bring ourselves to at least, at the very least, a sense of blind faith that this is the way it is, whether I understand it or I do not understand it. Nevertheless, even though we have this idea that a person should have blind faith at the very least, that is the very least. The optimal situation is to have knowledge, meaning to bring things to a point where they're so settled in our mind that we set upon them as being, that is the way it is, that is the way it is from every aspect that I can possibly imagine, I understand it fully, it's completely and totally within my, within my senses of knowledge and understanding and logic. I fully and totally absorb and accept that this is the way it is. Now that's the ideal situation, and in this case, this is what the neshama is asking the seichel. What it, what, what what she wants, what the neshama wants, is this ability to be able to fully be settled and not be have not have to rely in a sense of of open uh, blind faith, but rather be settled with the matter. Amar seichel, anapanecha <inaudible> muadot. He says, what would you like to know about? There are 13 fundamentals. On which of them do you wish to understand? So the Neshama now responds. Now all the 13 principles of faith, they are fully believed by me without any question. Again, this is that level of blind faith. There, but there are those that I believe, and there are those that I also understand. There are those that I have faith about. But they're not what I understand. They're not what I know. I mean, the neshama was not able in this particular situation. The speaker was not able to understand them to bring it to a level where it was settled within one's mind. Amara HaSeichel. Now the Seichel responds, Ezemu Matim Lach, Ezemu Lach. Which of them are those that you believe with blind faith, and which are those that you understand, that you have be able to bring them to the level of reason? Amar The Neshema responds, HeNemetziyot Hashem, the belief in the existence of God. Yichudo, His unique oneness. Nitzchiyoto, His everlastingness that he is not with a body and there is no sense of corporality regarding him. the creation of the world from nothing, prophecy, the prophecy of Moshe, that the Torah is from heaven, that it is forever and that it is not going to change. So all these things, the Neshama says, I understand them, I believe them, and I understand them. I don't need explanation regarding them. I don't need to bring them to, to any sort of level of understanding and knowledge. That's already given by me. I, I understand those. The things that I am having issues with, that I really want to be able to absorb on a deeper level that I want to be able to understand and have them settle. So one of them is Hashkachah, is providence. The way that a Kaddish Baruch Hu runs the world. Scharva onesh, reward and punishment. Biat HaMashiach, the coming of the Mashiach, Utriat HaMeti, the coming of the Mashiach, and the, the future resurrection. Mamena Tani now the, all of these things I believe in, Vada'i, without any question, because I have an obligation, because this is an obligation from the Torah. But, but I want to be able to hold from these things not just as a matter of belief, but as something which is settled and understood. Okay. the Seichel says, So what what is it that's difficult for you to understand about these things? So Amar Neshamah. So Neshamah responds, "Ha HaGdolot There's all these things that occur in the world that always seem to be the opposite at first glance of that there's a God that is actually running the world. It seems sometimes that everything is just taking its scientific course of action. Now, of course, all the more so, since the fact that we don't actually see the end of the matter. It's not unfrequent, that we see only part of the big picture. What is it that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from his creations? Why is he directing them? Why, why didn't he just create them and leave them on their own? Let them uh, survive. Let them grow. Let them be. Why should he have any sort of continued influence in the world? And what's the end of all these things? Because when the, the, the matters of God, the things that God does, they appear to be so wide, so great, that there's no possibility of one's heart to be able to contain them. There's no way to understand them. Uh, there's no, in other words, these things I can't. The, the neshama is saying I can't put them into, into perspective in my mind. I want that you, the Seichel, I want you, the intellect, I want you to present to me these matters and to to teach me a, 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 a yasher, a straight path in these to know the, to know the right way about all these things. Building that what that shouldn't bring me to the right or to the left and it makes a lot of sense if you think about these particular matters, matters these are the very things that today we find on a constant basis are our biggest challenges that were presented in every direction that we turn constantly with some other group or some other some other organization or some other uh, cult or, or, or religion that is presenting to us that yes we believe in one God yes we believe in all the things that you believe in but there is these specific aspects that are always being attacked the ideas, for example of, 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 of again, whether God has providence, whether or not He's always in the world, or is, is it the fact that that God just sort of created things and then science sort of takes over? Reward and punishment. And you see good things happening to bad people and bad people having good uh, is, and, and bad things happening to good people. How can this be? It, it, there's even books written on it in the secular world trying to understand these concepts. And it goes without saying that in our particular generation, one of the most, uh, at least, uh, perhaps that's the most of all time, but certainly our generation has been extremely, has an extreme turmoil over the last 10 years or 12 years, specifically regarding the coming of Mashiach and the matters of Tchiat meitim and things like that, to the point where people are completely and totally confused as to what in fact is Jewish belief regarding these matters now the intellect responds but here the things that you want to understand so clearly these are difficult matters they're very deep Kigon sadik v'rusha such as the matters as a righteous person, which is having problems with, uh, with, 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 a, you know, with, with, uh, with the difficulties, or a rush Vitovlo or, or, or a rusha, an evil person who, who is, who is prospering. That these were matters that were difficult, even for the wise and the prophets. Moshe Even for Moshe even from Moshe Rabbeinu he had problems your person cannot understand these things completely so the Neshama responds the details okay listen those things which I can't understand completely fine let me, let me put them aside but at the very least the general principles of these matters they should be clear and they should be upright and just in the right and proper way so at the very least I have a little bit of advice I have some sort of some sort of thing that I can put on my head that I can understand at the very least in in, in the midst of all these things so those things I can't understand, those things I'm not able to fully comprehend, I will leave them along the lines of saying that it's not upon me to finish everything. It's, it's not upon oneself to finish everything. Okay. That's for sure. <laughs> that a Baruch, he established the entire world on a matter of justice. And he runs this entire world also in a manner of righteous judgment, in a manner of justice. This is something which is possible to be seen without any problems, with no question. Like the trusted shepherd, Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, testified... Hatsur Tamin Paolo Mishpat Elemuna the rock, his work is complete, for all his ways are justice, a God of truth without wrong, he is righteous and just. Amrahaneshima, so the Nishema responds to this. Yosher haMishpat Mishpa Tezeva Umme Kaet Azot. So, it's regarding this idea of this righteous, upright justice. And the depths of this matter that I, that's what I'm, that's what I'm mentioning. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I want to understand clearly to its finest point. That which you've told me that it's possible to understand, I want you to relate that to me. I want to understand how God runs this universe in a just fashion. I want to see what justice is and how it works. So what we at this point have reached is the beginning and the opening question and answer that leads to the rest of the safer. That leads to the rest of this work that there is method to the madness that the universe is not a random encounter. It is not a random big bang that just occurs. That there is an express reason why molecules come together the way they happen. That the universe Runs according to a method that was intended by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that He has a plan for this universe and that there is purpose within everything in the universe, that there is purpose to us, to our lives, to the reason why HaKadosh Baruch Hu should reveal Himself to us and deliver to us His Torah, a means by which we are able to serve Him. The Ramchal is telling us that while there are those things which are beyond us and not within our capability of understanding there is without any question though a method a formula by which we can pursue an understanding of the relationship of God and man and the universe And with that now we begin now the next and the first of many things to come in terms of specific in Yanim specific matters that the Ramchal is going to pinpoint, touch upon, explain, and illuminate for us. Amar Haseichel, the Seichel says, The first thing though that I'm going to need to have to explain to you, in order for you to understand this just universe, Hu Inyan Adam veHaAvoda HaMutelet Alaf. That is the existence of man and the service that is incumbent upon him. <inaudible> to understand what is the bottom line of that which is desired in all of creation in connection with him. What is it that is incumbent upon him to accomplish and is desired of him to do? Amra The soul responds This is for sure something That requires a tremendous amount of depth In order to understand it clearly In all of its details The neshama is saying Yes, that is exactly what I want In anyone's interest In seeking out the meanings of life And all that there is There has to be a purpose there has to be some reason for moving forward in terms of a spiritual exploration if a person is looking just to fulfill some sense of self-desire of self-consuming want of power self-consuming wants of desire of being able to have to oneself honor over other people or for any other self-serving means then this sort of search is something which is going to be self-destructive. I recommend looking at some of the other shurim, such as the such Mishraim as and so forth, that talk about the upright and just path by which a man takes in order to be able to assemble his character in the right and proper fashion to be able to pursue spiritual endeavors. But the neshama is responding here that he understands she understands that yes this requires a lot of work it's not a simple matter it's not something that a person can throw an incantation out and poof all of a sudden all the knowledge is within one's head understands that there's a logical progression that needs to take place in order to reach the various levels of understanding that we are looking to achieve in order to be able to serve God fully and completely with all our hearts and all our soul which is our very goal and purpose, one of the things that I always find interesting is that I uh, frequently I'm approached and asked, "Do I know about this or do I know about that in terms of various different uh, esoteric issues?" And inevitably speaking, when I end up with a conversation with such a person, and I relate to them that the entire key to all esoteric knowledge is, in order for one to grow in Yerachemayim, in the awe of heaven, in Avachemayim, in the love of heaven, and to increase upon one's service of God. Immediately, I get a shut off. Immediately, those people seem to just disappear. I Not everyone. There, are, there are certainly are those who are committed to such a path. But understand that that is the focal point of all that man has a purpose. And we're going to get to that right now. That man has a reason for being here. And that reason is in order to serve a Baruch to serve God, to fulfill God's will and God's want which brought us into being. Amar Seichel. The Seichel now responds. HaYisod HaRishon. The first fundamental, the foundation shall have that the entire structure that the entire building stands who shiratsa hartson ha'ayon that it was the desire of the almighty she adam mashlim et ve kol hanivra bishfilo that man should perfect himself and all that which was created for him that that in itself meaning that the perfection of himself and the perfection of the world around him will in fact be his merit and reward Suto, his merit, the fishinimsa that we will find Shumitasek Via Siga Sigaslemutese, that he will make an effort to accomplish this perfection and when he actually manages to accomplish this. That he will then benefit from the efforts that he put in by the work of his own hands by the peace which has come about, by the reward that has come about from his own deeds. sharo his reward, sh'arei sof sof hu ye and of course his reward is that he himself will in fact be perfect, v'yemitaneg itaneg netzach netzachim, and that he will be able to enjoy this for all eternity. The idea behind this is very Pashwit, it's very simple. That, think along the lines like this, if a person was to spend his entire life being spoiled, he would never for any moment appreciate where he is, where he will be, or anything along those matters. There's no way for him to have a sense of appreciation for whatever level he might or might not be on. He may be a person of tremendous level of character, tremendous level of study, whatever else have you, but if he had spent an entire level without any challenge, he would have never overcome any challenge, and the difficulty for him then to perceive himself in any particular darga, in any particular level, in any particular sense of accomplishment will be absent. You find that in affluent societies of today, that our youth are constantly bear, are, 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 are in, a, in a challenge with themselves. They have a constant fight against mental issues such as depression, simply because of the fact that they cannot comprehend who and what they are, where they've been and where they're going. Things have been so laid out to them that they have never developed a sense of effort producing reward. So what we're seeing first and foremost the first fundamental is that the whole structure of everything that's to come is based upon the fact that a Kodesh Baruch Hu wished that we should have a sense of doing in order to have accomplishment and to feel a sense of accomplishment for which we have done. Amrah HaNeshama, the soul responds. Zei Yisod, this is a foundation, Shekolo Pinot Rabot, with many different facets. V'hininei Mamtenet Lishmoa, I'm I'm waiting to hear this. Ma'av Tifnei Yisod, what will be built upon this? She'az Avkhin Lemafreya, ma'neich labi because then in retrospect I will be able to understand clearly what this foundation has within it. But I have a question I want to ask right away. Why is it that God desired this? Why did he want this? Why did he want to create beings that had a sense of of working towards something to feel an accomplishment and to be accomplished? Right? So again, you have avoda, service, you have scoot, you have merit, again, which is that sense of of accomplishment, and you have skar which is that you have in fact accomplished. Those three things. Why did the Kaddish Barucho wish to create that people in this world, that this is their going to be their fundamental being? What was the reason behind this? Amar Seichel, The Seichel responds, Atam pashu. The reason is simple. But it's actually, though, dependent upon another question. She which is what? Why did God wish to create creations? Why did God seek to create a universe and everything that's in it? Okay, give me the answer, They don't have the answer to everything, to both of them. Amar The Seichel responds like this who That which we can understand regarding this matter is like this: God blessed be his name He is for sure the epitome and the absolute of all which can be considered good. there's no question about it for sure. however the aspect of tov, the aspect of good of goodness is to bestow goodness. Like, what is it to be good? It is to do good. When you think about it, who do you know who's good? Ah, it's the guy who does good to others. That is what God wants. To create creations. Meaning that God created things for the purpose that he should be able to bestow upon them good. Ki en hatava. Because if there's nothing to receive good, well, then there's no goodness. Well, no, however. But, but before we go further, I just want you to understand that, that there is certainly aspects of this particular argument that requires a far deeper level of of introspection and and delving and looking into beyond just the simple cursory understanding that we're going to be giving here. And that has to do with the fact that in its essence, God doesn't need anything. It's not that God needs to create. I understand that from the beginning. It's not that there's a need for this to happen. But in order for this appellation of God is good to carry with it the weight of existence, there is going to be good then to... Be in others to have, There is a need then for this good to be able to bestow. But God created the concept of goodness in its very essence. If God didn't create goodness, there would be no goodness. So, so understand that there is a certain point where we can't go beyond which is before God's Midot, in other words, before the Midot, the traits of God exist, that, we, that He has presented to us. If we look before that, that's what it says in the Mishnah, that a person who looks above, looks below, and so forth, looks beyond, that this is a person that He's never created. I mean, there, there is, that's not where we're going. But the point is, is that once God has set upon Himself that He should bestow, in other words, that He should present a sense of Midot, a sense of traits, that we are able to perceive, in other words, in the various traits that the Torah presents, like HaKadosh Baruch in terms of being chesed, in terms of kindness, in terms of gavura, in terms of strength, and so forth, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when it was decided upon in the Retzanah Elyon that this should be the case, that's when everything begins to unfold. So we're really taking it from that position. So understand, it's not that God had to create any of this, it's that from the point that God decided that there would be this expression of these though this expression of these traits, that once that occurs, then everything then has to happen. Meaning that good needs to have a receiver. And that's where we are in right now. Well, no, however, in order so that this giving should be a complete giving, meaning that it should be a perfect giving. It was understood by his incredibly high wisdom that in order for this to be a, a complete, to be a real proper acceptance, there has to be a concept that the acceptors are going to receive this because they merit it. Right? So, again, before, remember we said there's three stages there's the avoda, there's the service. There's the suhut. There's the merit. In other words, that one. In other words, has a sense of accomplishment for having performed what it. And there is the final reward, which is that he, in fact, is perfect. That he has reached a sense of perfection. So, uh, understanding that's the case. So, pulling back here for a moment. So now we're talking about this idea that if God wants to be able to bestow good, right? He wants there to be reward. He wants them to be able to receive the good. There has to also be a stage of work in order to be able to merit and the sense of accomplishment that comes from that, and then eventually this word in order for this to be a perfect transference of good from the bestower of good to the receiver of good. <inaudible> because you see, then they will be ones that can possess this good. They are ones that are roy, that are proper to have this good. They will not have at that point any sense of embarrassment, any sense of shame. When they receive this good, because if they didn't merit it, then why are they getting it? Then there's a sense of I'm. It's not. I'm not deserving. It doesn't belong. If that sense is in there then there's going to be something wrong in the process. It's like a person who's receiving charity from somebody else, and he has a sense, in this case, a sense of embarrassment, that that he's in a position that this is necessary. And upon this it says, It says, One who does not eat of his own is ashamed to look at the person who is giving it to him. Amra HaNeshama, the Neshama responds, Atamit this, Yashem Belibi, This reason uh, sits well with me. Atashlem as Please, if you can go ahead and, and finish your words. Amar HaSeichel, the Seichel then continues like this. Minahak Tama HaShihik Damno, From that introduction, which we began with, Yetzal Anu Shoresh Gadolit We have reached now, a, a, a great root by which we can introspect upon. And this is the matter of lack and completion. Perfection and lack of perfection. Now, you have to understand, what is imperfection and what are the things which come out from that? Umahu tikuno, and what is the way in order to fix this, that a creation should be perfected. And what is the manner by which we come about to cause this tikun, to cause this, this, this fixing of the matter? Umahem todotav, and what are the various things that come out from this? Amra the Neshama responds. But it, appears to me, it seems to me that we have to understand then you know, the, what is it, this perfection? What's the, what is the perfection? What's this completion that one reaches when he has completed, when he has perfected his service? And he has now stopped performing, in other words, stopped his labors he 's no longer doing this It would seem to me then that I could look back and understand then from the, from, from a from a uh, you know, hindsight perspective what was mentioned and, and understand then how we got there and the reason for this is is clear and, 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 and understood Kijalozeshiiga Damov that we always know this famous statement that hindsight is twenty twenty. And Azar Amchal is telling us just this, that the Neshama is saying it seems clear then that from hindsight, by knowing the end, I can understand what was missing from the beginning. And then once I know what's missing, then I can make an effort then to complete it, an effort to, to go ahead and to reach perfection that's necessary. Amar HaSeichel, the Sechel response, so you are right, however to now the the concept though of perfection can only be understood in general right now below and not specifically and by knowledge of this in general, we will be, under, to be able to understand in hindsight what was missing, what are the details that are missing. Because any form of, of, of lack is going to be something which prevents this perfection, even in general, from occurring. Okay. And more mashaatah Then, please, even you, you explain then this matter of perfection. Amar seichel. The seichel now explains. hazeh min From the from the perspective of psukim, from the perspective of the, of the Torah and the neviim, the ketuvim, and so forth, we can understand what perfection is. Umin and also from logic, from understanding that man should cleave unto God's holiness that he should have a sense of pleasure from what he can understand of his honor without anything that is going to create an imposition or prevent him from being able to have that from having that pleasure in his creator if you want, we can now take the perspective of Pesukim. You will then have joy in God. The just will sit before you. the is sated with joys of your countenance. And there are many other psukim like this. In every corner that you turn, in terms of the Nevi, you will see this. This is known to every nation, to everyone. Everyone sees this. They look, you can go ahead, look into the words of the Torah, and you will see this and we find by the words of the Chachamim, That in the world to come, there's no eating, there's no drinking, but rather the righteous, they sit there with their crowns upon their heads, and they enjoy the, 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 uh, the, the splendor of the emasvara, And if we want to take another direction, let's take the direction now of, of, of understanding, of just reason. The neshama is nothing more than a piece of godliness from above. What then does the soul desire more than anything else rather than to return and to cleave unto its source and to, to comprehend its source? Like all causes desire their their, their, their maker. The, and they don't have any sense of, of rest until they understand this. Until so they understand from where they've come. and where they, To understand their source, to understand their nature. It's one of the chief drives of mankind. But what is this idea of a cleaving? What is this understanding we're talking about? The problem is, is that to understand what this means in actuality. What does it mean to have an understanding? What does it mean to have a cleaving, to attach unto godliness? This is not something which we can understand while we are still here in a sense of imperfection. While there are things that can give us some sort of hitlavut, some sort of awakening, some sort of, of, of internal flame that fires, we do not have a sense of what this is until the time of reward in the future. But from this though, we can though understand what our imperfections are. From here we can understand what's missing. That when we understand that, that the, the sense of, of, of perfection of completion is when we have this idea of cleaving, so everything, which is a distancing of oneself from this aspect of cleaving unto God, that is a imperfection. And that also that the lacks are anything which creates a barrier, anything which comes between us and God. That is going to be an imperfection. That's going to be a lack, a loss. That, that what? That it will not, that it anything that's going to prevent us from attaching to God, as we would be able to do once you have removed this particular stumbling block, that is something which we need to overcome. That is something which we need to get around. That is something which we need to remove. That's a imperfection. That's a problem. Like and what we need to do then is to achieve the perfection that we've mentioned above but, um, however so there is though nevertheless one additional introduction that has to be presented first which is very important in order to be able to move forward the neshama says like this Umahi, what is uh, what is this this hakdamah? What is this introduction you wish to give us? Amar seichel, the seichel responds: Sheilu k'baruchu that God bless be He, ha'yehul v'day livro haadam v'chol habri'ah b'tacht d'shelimut, that it is possible for God to have chosen to create a man and all creation at this epitome of completion, at its epitome of perfection. Not only that it seemingly speaking, it would make sense that perfection would be God perfection. That, that since He is perfect, all that which He creates or He acts upon should in fact themselves also be perfect. But once though, that, that there was this decree. That uh, for by, by his wisdom, that he should leave man to be able to perfect himself then creation had to take place with lack, with something to overcome, with something to accomplish. So that means to say that what that it is as if that he had gone ahead and he had held back a sense of His perfection and His good, in order to be able, for the benefit of creation... In other words that he did this in order to make it possible for the benefit of creation to be that in other words that, because that basically that he did this in order so that there's the, the, the manner by which he wished creation to happen should occur in, his, in a fashion that he wished according to his incredible wisdom. So from here now we come up to a, a, another matter which is inclusive now, in and there's another Indian, another matter. And that is what the Chachamim said in Gemara Chagiga. That Shakai, uh, that the name Shakai, that he said to his world, enough. That the heavens were expanding out until God said to them, that's it, stop here. Like it says in the midrash, it's certainly possible that God could have created more creations than He created. And He could have created the greater, even amongst them, than He created. Now, if God wanted to create man on the same level as the as 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 the as as himself, as the creator, Lo there would be no there would no be there be no limit to the to levels of creation. So then that just like there is no limits to, as far as a Kodasbahu is concerned. Or as far as what Kolzbar is capable of doing, of Abraham l'fi erech hanifah, but rather he created them according to the plan, according to what he intended on that which would be, that which would exist. In other words, on that which would act in this world. In other days, everything is created according to this plan that God had. The haenu she hanota Bahem meaning that he gave all of them the the specific traits and the specific matters by which they would be able to be able to perform and to do a according to his plan. Nevertheless, you, we can still say, though, that there's an idea that, what, that, so to speak, a Baruch Hu held back his infinite ability to do. In other words, that it shouldn't be done according to his level. That only things should be done to the extent by which the creatures that he's in fact going to create, meaning it's only according to them, meaning their level, that, that he asserted himself into the creation. So Shemah, so, and says, All this, it certainly has to be the case. This is this is a matter of faith. Look at panim, that the Kodesh Bahu is all uh, capable, all powerful in every aspect. That there's no way to place any sort of limit. To what he's capable of accomplishing. And all that we see, that everything that we see that's created, I mean, everything that it's a creation, is something which has gvul, which has limits. and you know, Nothing can be created on the level of God except according to what is according to God's plan. I mean, God created a plan, everything is created that fits that plan, not fitting the divine capabilities. But rather fitting what the plan is, what is fitting for that plan. So Amar Seichel, the Seichel responds, Nikdor Haklal So let, let's let's uh, let's come now to a summary for for what we've come to at this point. Then we can go on to another uh, fundamental principle. This is the general principle. That God, blessed be me, in names, that he held back, as so to speak, et himself, Perush. That means to say, Shemanati that he held back from doing everything that he could do, bivro nivraav in his creation of man, or all things in the matter, otam that he did not making make them according to his level of capability but only that which he desired for them which he intended for them meaning that he gave them what was needed for for them to be part of his plan he created them with imperfect in order so that they should complete that they should perfect themselves that in the that what that when they would perform and they would do what was necessary to perfect themselves, they would have the merit of the of the uh, of the fact that they were now Zohar, that they merited doing it because they accomplished what they what they set out to do meaning that they their actions brought them to that point and also have the reward of being at that point from what they've from what they've strove to do. But kol zirak birzotol lehetiv atavashlema and all of this stems out from this particular Midah, and this aspect that was in his desire to bestow good completely, totally and perfectly and with that we're actually going to hold for today's Shi'or, and God willing we will pick up next week continuing on with uh, with the words of the Ramchal uh, if not uh, here then in Yerushalayim with Mashiach Tzidkenu bimhana B'Amenu